Time now for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi, and a special good morning to the listener who is facing a daily commute through the Massey Tunnel. It's not pretty. It is not pretty when you, the whole, your whole day seems to be based on when you come around that corner or go over that overpass and see how long the lineup is to get in there. You know, it's, it's, it's stressing. Yeah, no, years ago, uh, Simi, I gather you decided to move your home to the same side of the tunnel as your workplace, and uh, the only thing I have to say is, why didn't you tell the world? I did, I did. I'd been doing it for 20 years, and I just remember at some point I went home to my husband and I said, I'm going to murder somebody if we don't move. Like, I I just couldn't do it anymore. So here's the sad development in the story. The government, way back in August the 18th, announced that they were going with an eight-lane tunnel to replace the existing tunnel, not an eight-lane bridge. And they said they had a business plan or business case that, that showed they were right, but they weren't releasing it back on August the 18th. They were... It had to be vetted to remove any information that might be harmful to taxpayers. So finally, they've posted the business plan. And I would have to say, looking over the plan, that what they removed was mostly stuff that would have been harmful to the government and its case that a tunnel was preferable to a bridge. Because when you go through the plan, Page after page, the key numbers are all blanked out, and all you're left with is the government's claim that a tunnel would be $70 million cheaper than a bridge. But if you want to figure out how they reach that conclusion, you're left guessing. All the really information, information stuff, all the really information um, is all blanked out. <sighs> it's, it's really something to look at. I mean, I, I've seen unredacted government reports like this before. And I've seen them on Site C, and I've seen them on other um, fast ferries. And I can tell you, Simi, that when they blank stuff out in these reports, they'll tell you it's to protect the interest of taxpayers. But what it mainly does is protect the interest of government. They don't want you to be able to see how they reached this conclusion that a tunnel is preferable to a bridge. They just want you to take their word for it. You know, Vaughn, there's one thing that I really hate in politics, and that is the self-inflicted wound. And I find that this whole Massey Tunnel bridge situation is a self-inflicted wound because if they just, if you wanted to build the Patola Bridge first, then just say that. Listen, we've got to do this priority. This thing is falling down. We're going to get to this. We just have to delay it for a little while. Why go through all these shenanigans? Yeah, and I would ask just again out there, if you happen to be taking the Patolo today, have they started? Replacing the Patel. And the New Democrats have been in government for four years, right? The old, oh, well, the Liberals didn't deal with this uh, excuse is wearing a bit thin. So, you know, I, I, I mean, they killed the Liberal plan to uh, replace the tunnel with a bridge. And they wrote off $100 million that had already been spent. So four years later, they come on and say, we're going to build less crossing, eight lanes instead of 10, for more money, a billion dollars more, and we're going to save $70 million by going to a tunnel instead of a bridge, 
when they've already written off $100 million. So, um, you know, I don't want to <laughs> provoke road rage for people in the tunnel. <laughs> Who are morning, there right but, now. Yes. But seriously, like, this is so bogus and so dubious and so obviously political. I mean, look, they killed a bridge because for political reasons because it was a liberal plan. And it was a toll bridge, okay, so they're not going to replace it with a toll tunnel. But they were not going to come back, Simi, four years later and say, hey, you know what, a bridge was the right idea. Exactly. But we're going to yeah. cut two lanes off it, and it's going to cost more money. They, obviously, the political calculation was that they had to come back and say, no, no, a bridge was a wrong idea. Tunnel's a better idea. But I've heard from uh, an engineer who I trust who builds bridges and tunnels. And he said, in general, tunnels are more expensive to design. They are more expensive to build. They are more expensive to operate. And they are more expensive to maintain. So he has his doubts about the numbers in that report as well. But we we can only guess at what they are because they haven't told us them anyway. Okay, and it's not even over yet either, right? Because oh, even whatever they decide could be changed if the next election goes in a different direction. Yeah, because the other thing that's in this business report is they are a long, long way from starting construction on the tunnel. The, the tunnel, because they're starting back at square one, really, the, the liberal bridge had already gone through environmental review and permitting. They'd started prep work on the site well because they're switching to a tunnel they have to go back so four years of environmental review and permitting ahead if all goes well they won't start construction until 2026 which is two years after the next bc election so you've got kevin falcon who's running for the leadership of the B.C. Liberals saying, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that that tolling idea, we're not going to do that. But he is also saying, hey, if he becomes premier after the next election, we're going back to a bridge because construction won't have started still two years away. So bridge was the right idea. And we're going back to a bridge. If all goes well and the new Democrats are in power after the next election and Kevin Falcon isn't, which is a big a lot of ifs there. Mm-hmm. The earliest the bridge, the earliest the tunnel will be open, this is a, the NDP's business plan, is 2030. The Liberal bridge would have been open next year. So another nine years of waiting. Uh, yes, what you finally get at the end of it, if all goes well, will not be told. But you're all still looking at eight years more or nine years, depending on how you reckon it, in the tunnel. And, you know, Simi, I might be retired by then. Simi, Say it a ain't young so. person like you no. might be retired by no. then. No, no, I've got bills to pay. I'll still be here, Vaughn. Uh, listen, do you think that timeline, though, could change? I mean, as we get closer to another election, I know it's three years away, theoretically, but if we get closer to another election and this becomes a bit of a more of a sticking point, conceivably, could that change? Yes, but not likely, because BC's environmental review processes are genuinely independent. And remember, the view of the Tawasan First Nation, which is the traditional territory that the thing is being built on, is a tunnel is a better 
is a bad idea because of the disruption to the Fraser River and fish habitat. So Tawasin is saying, no, a bridge is the right idea here. The tunnel is too disruptive. So I think you're going to have a major, major push in the environmental review to go back to a bridge. And there are dozens of permits, federal and provincial, that also have to be approved independently. So I wouldn't get my hopes up. I think four years for environmental review and permitting is probably a pretty good guess. I don't think you're going to have a start of construction until well after the next provincial election. Do you think this could be something that will come back and bite during the next election campaign? You know, (laughs) I'm beginning to wonder if anything is going to come back and bite anybody until uh, the pandemic is over. It, it, for very good reason, uh, and, you know, this week's depressing briefing by Dr. Bonnie Henry was another explanation. I think for very good reason, the pandemic is crowding out every other issue of public concern. And, you know, and understandably so. It is a matter of life and death. If you've got children in school, if you're worried about when you're going to get your booster shot, if you've got aged parents in long-term care, if you work for one of these places with a vaccine mandate, um, I don't think we've returned to normal politics in B.C., and I don't think we will until somebody finally says, hey, the pandemic is over, and I don't know what day that is. Well, tell us when you find out. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun there. And if you want to weigh in, absolutely. Simi at cknw.com.